Hi, Wednesdays. I'm Hannah Hathaway. And I'm Jacqueline. And it's spoiler time, and we have our own podcast now. I know. We could do whatever we wanted. No, not really. <laughs> no, no. We, don't worry, we won't. We'll still keep it to the same format. So let's get into episode 702, A Pirate's Life. When Henry finds himself in trouble, he calls upon his Storybrooke family for help, and together they set off on a mission to find Cinderella. Along the way, Hook is confronted by an unexpected foe who threatens the group's success. In Hyperion Heights, Jacinda searches for a way to see Lucy with some unwelcome assistance from Henry, while Victoria Belfry enlists the help of Gold and Weaver to push Henry out of the neighborhood. Written by Jane Espenson and Jerome Schwartz, and is directed by Tara Nicole Ware. Yes, and we do have several guest stars. Yes. First and foremost, this is Jennifer Morrison's, dare I say it, swan song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is her last episode as Emma Swan, her one and done. Uh, this is it. It is also Jared Gilmore's maybe final episode as young Henry. We also have Mika Cox as Tiana slash Sabine. Adelaide Kane as Drizella slash Ivy, and Trevor Roberts as Remy. And I was doing some research on who this guy is, and he's going to be in two episodes playing Remy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's going to be in Pretty in Blue and this one, so. Do you think it's Remy Remy, like from Ratatouille? That's the only Remy I know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think he has to be like an aspiring chef working with uh, Tiana. That could be possible, but like I said... He's been in a lot of things. He was in Supernatural for an episode or two. Oh, okay. He was in um, Scary Movie, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of stuff, and he's been around a while. So let's get into this. We've got a promo. Well, just one quick thing. Does anyone think it's weird that on the synopsis, it actually says that Victoria enlists the help of Gold and Weaver? And Weaver. Yes, I thought that was very strange. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? But you know what? I think... Personally, I think that means, well, it says in Hyperion Heights, but it could also be in Other Realm. Yeah. So she uses gold in the Other Realm and, and Weaver here. I think it means that there is an intern at ABC who did not proofread. Or an intern at ABC that didn't watch the episode. Right. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, they're two separate people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I did catch that. Yeah, very strange. I had to like double check what is his name again in this show now. <laughs> and I love how they're going by Gold and Weaver instead of Rumpelstiltskin and Weaver. Right, right. Mr. Gold is technically no more. Yeah, that's true. Gold was kind of not quote unquote real. <laughs> So. He was the he was the cursed version of Rumpelstiltskin. Right, and I know you know hashtag we are both, but. <laughs> He's Rumple. He's, He's Rumple. <laughs> Maybe gold was just easier to type. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're sick of typing Rumple Stiltskin after six years. <laughs> and let me tell you, Spellcheck does not know how to fix that. No, they don't. <laughs> okay, so let's go into this promo here. Yes. It's another super short one. Yeah. It starts off with someone chasing Henry through the dark woods on who's riding a horse because he doesn't have his motorcycle because, you know, he probably ran out of gas. But I think it's a st the Lady Tremaine. Okay. Yelling, stop him. Cause yeah, that else? makes sense. She probably wants to keep 
Cinderella and Henry apart. I mean, she's kind of fitting into that Regina evil queen season one mold. Yeah. And we will go into that because that does come up that she wants to keep him away from her. (laughs) (laughs) The stepmother, Lady Tremaine, declares that Cinderella must never see him, I'm guessing Henry, again. So we kind of find out that Henry's in trouble. Yeah. Which we kind of knew because this is how he ends up calling his family for help. Yes. And he has a knife to his neck. Yes. And that would mean a lot of trouble. And then we say, it says, Hook is seen double. So going on, I think his foe is himself. Yeah. So this is a theory that started circulating probably more seriously than it had before about two, two and a half weeks ago. A couple people started suggesting that one of two things, either Hook was going to split himself Sort of like Regina oh, did. so that's how he can stay with... Got yeah. it. Yeah. So he, one half of him uh, is with Emma in Storybrooke, and the other half of him, the clone or whatever, is with Henry in Hyperion Heights. So it's either a clone or, alternatively, this is Hook from a different timeline, like Hook from the future who's come back in time to help save Henry because... You know, he knows that he was helping him in present day and, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey kind of <laughs> stuff. Okay. And then finally, we see Emma. Yep. And when I paused it, when I was typing up my notes, she looked a mess. <laughs> like her hair's all wild and she's like got this look on her face like, what's going on? It's worth pointing out that what, maybe a month, two months before jennifer morrison came back to vancouver to shoot this episode she chopped off all All her hair hair. so this is a wig it is very clearly a wig and it's very clearly a not good wig (laughs) like it's it's a pretty gross looking wig i'm not gonna lie they they need to step up their game in the wig department because over the seasons mary margaret slash snow white's wig and now emma's long hair wig are getting a little iffy Yeah, but like I said, Emma's back, and one of the hooks didn't know she was there and wanted to make sure she was okay. So maybe it was the hook that hadn't seen her in a while. Oh, sure. The future, maybe like future hook, who's come from the present day to help past Henry in the present. I don't know. (laughs) One of the hooks. That hurt. (laughs) Okay, and then so we see the the gold, the glass slipper, and there's lots of fighting going on. And then you see Emma talking with old Henry, saying she will never be okay with them being apart, and asks him if he wants to come back. Yeah. Fade to black. So, short, simple, lots of fighting, very Emma episode. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of photos. No, I wouldn't say a lot of photos. There well, was a lot of photos, but it was of the same exact things we, in every photo. Yeah, it was basically of the same scene, and then there were a few extra ones. But the main scene is probably the reunion uh, between Henry, Emma, and Hook in New Enchanted Forest. And and Hook. Hook 2.0, if you will. Because this is where we found out that his foe, I'm guessing, still his foe, is Captain Hook. Yeah. Um, And they're all in New Enchanted Forest. You know, it looks kind of emotional. And then it looks like New Hook is telling Old Hook, Emma, and Henry something. Um, And they all look kind of like they're listening very intently. 
And then there are a couple single shots of Emma and Henry, a couple single shots of Emma and Hook. And if you were paying very close attention, there is a shot of Emma looking very teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And she's holding Hook's hand to her stomach. I noticed she was holding his hand, but I didn't see. Yeah, it's on her stomach. And because, you know, we have the obsessive fans that we do, everyone is pretty much pointing this to being that Emma is pregnant. And that's going to be the in-show reason why Emma does not go to Hyperion Heights with Henry and why Hook splits himself. That they're going back to Storybrooke to prepare for Emma to give birth. So Hook will split himself. And it, it's either a split or it's future Hook. Who knows? But Hook 2.0 <laughs> go, goes with Henry to Hyperion Heights while Captain Swan are going to go back to Storybrooke. And then we get a couple with uh, Lady Tremaine. Yep. And Ivy. She's looking devilish. And we also see her other enchanted forest counterpart, Drizella. Yes. Why does she have a crown? They're I not royalty. do not know. Yeah, They're I don't not know. Royal. Maybe she's, you know, it's just like her fancy crown. <laughs> she she just wears it to make herself feel good. I could see it when they were going to the ball because that's when you get all dressed up and you do funky things like that. But they're not royal, so she shouldn't still have it on. You don't like wear a crown around your living room just to feel special? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next week on What's Podcast, we'll explore that. But tonight. <laughs> and then finally, we see Lady Tremaine in a room where. It looks like she was holding Henry, holding empty handcuffs. Yeah. So those are all the photos we got. Yeah. And it seems like this week's flashback, well, the main flashback, <laughs> takes place <laughs> right after the ball. So we're we're going more in a chronological order than we did in season one, you know, where we opened with the wedding and the curse, and then we jumped right. back yeah. to How Snow and Charming met. Because we already know how these two met, so now we need to find out how they got together. Yeah. If they manage to tell this story in, like, a coherent time stream without jumping, you know, all over the place, <laughs> that I'll, I'll be impressed. I'm not going to lie. Because that is one of their favorite tricks. Speaking of timeline, New York City Comic Con just happened last weekend, and they actually had a sneak peek at the beginning of this episode. And it opens in Storybrooke years ago. And of course, it doesn't tell you how many years. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I mean, when when season 6B ended, Henry was about 14. And then it opened and he was about 18. Right. He was almost ready to leave home. You could tell he was really getting ready to leave home. Right. Well, the, he was leaving home in the, fir- in the first episode last right. week. So this is like right before then. Yeah. So it's been about maybe four years or so since the end of season six. In but this we don't know how many years seasons it's now been because he's old Henry. Oh, yeah. We uh, don't know how old he is. Yeah, because yeah, Emma and Hook are still the same age. And Henry, old Henry, met Cinderella. It wasn't a young Henry that met Cinderella. Right. And I, I remember his casting call wanted him to be in like his early to mid 30s okay so for whatever reason for henry it's been 10 12 years yeah 
But for like Emma and Hook and Regina, I'm guessing it's been a lot less because in the photos, it's not like they made Emma and Hook, you know, 10 to 15 years older. Right. And especially, okay, so if she is pregnant, that would mean she'd be like in her late 40s. No. Yeah. No, because she was, yeah. she was 20 when she came to town. The entire first six seasons take about mm, roughly three and a half to four years. And then plus another 10. Yeah. Yeah. No, she'd be in her 40s. So yeah. she doesn't look it. Anyway, back to the sneak peek. <laughs> back to the sneak peek. So we see Hook on his ship and it's in the harbor and he's teaching Henry how to sword fight. I yes. thought it was kind of cute. And Henry does a pretty good job. And mm-hmm. he manages to corner Hook at one point and says, always watch the blade. I got it. Like, he's kind of taunting Hook. And then Emma's there. And she's impressed and says that he fights like his grandfather. Aww. And for a minute there, I had to think, which grandfather? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I figured it was probably meant to be Snow's husband. Or Charming. Yeah, probably Charming. Um, Rumble doesn't do a ton of sword fighting. I think it would have been better if she said that he fights like his grandmother, but that's just me. That's cute. (laughs) And then Henry got distracted and Hooks takes advantage of the situation and disarms Henry. So he, of course, is thinking that he'll never be any good. Right. Yeah. And Emma kind of laments the fact that Henry's going to be leaving home soon. Like she she can tell. Yeah. And so can Hook. And that is why Hook decides to get (laughs) this little gift out it's our first of plot device of the season guys <laughs> he pulls out a bottle of magic and of it is it the message in the bottle magic of course it does i mean of, of course <laughs> it's an empty bottle of magic <laughs> that is a magic message in a bottle i mean how else can he get his family to come to uh, rescue him in a different realm so sure, we learn sure. out that all you have to do is write a message to anyone, put it in the bottle, and it'll get to them wherever they are. I mean, can you think of how many times this message in a bottle thing would have come in handy? I know, right? <laughs> like, And it's just been, what, sitting on Hook's ship for 300 years? <laughs> uh, anyway. So that was the little sneak peek that New York City Comic Con guests got. Yes. In addition to that, we do have a few interviews, not necessarily about this upcoming episode. No. <laughs> and one of the questions was, what is Weaver's connection to Alice? Because she's a weird character. She is, but I kind of like her. I love her. She's my favorite part of the first episode. I loved her. I want more Alice, and I want more Alice right now. Also, she is totally 100% Rumbell baby. I am going I'm, – I'm putting all my cookies onto that. That is my – that's my theory right there. And Eddie answered about Alice. Alice is one of our favorite characters. What we love about her is she truly moves to the beat of her own drummer, and I think there's a lot of fun to her. We did Alice on Wonderland, but this is a completely different version, I would say. She's going to have ties to a few characters. She's one of the characters we're really excited about because I think as the episodes go on, the fans are really going to like her, really like her vibe. And then when they see the connection she has to people they know and love, I think they'll be very excited. So, yes, hashtag Rumbell Baby. (laughs) And then Jennifer Morrison is returning in episode two and Emily DeRaven in episode four. But what can you say about Rebecca Mader's return? And Eddie Kitsa says, 
What is so much fun is we saw the Wicked Witch pretend she had a cursed character for a little bit in Season 3 as the nanny. This time she is truly under a curse when we meet her and her introduction and what her cursed persona is is probably one of my favorite introductions on the show. Right, so I'm confused by this. The theory everybody is running with is that Hook, Regina, at the very least, are the ones who stay behind in New Enchanted Forest. And mm-hmm. when somebody casts the curse, they are picked up and taken to Hyperion Heights. That's kind of how this curse works. Right. We don't know what Rumpel's deal is. We don't know if he goes and helps Henry later because he's not in the press synopsis or the photos as arriving to help Henry. But he's Rumpel. He's everywhere. Right. So. He's Rumpel, though. So I'll, you know, I will totally say that he just magically appears because he's Rumpel. Because he has connections to everyone right if you can't find a connection it's rumple but then how exactly does zelina fit into this because she's cursed which according to how curses like this work she had to be in new enchanted forest at the time of its cursing i don't being know cast. so how <laughs> you're asking there? me questions i don't know the answer to girl i know i know <laughs> okay there was another interview with colin o'donohue and we're not going to, don't worry, we're not going to read all these interviews. There's a lot said, but not really. So pretty much it was, are you surprised, is there anything that surprised you about the Hook-centric episode in which Emma returns for an emotional curtain call? And he says yes, but he's not going to spoil anything. He wants you to get the surprise yourself. And wait until you see, you'll get much as a surprise when I did when I read it. Right. It has to be that Emma's pregnant. I mean... I'm sorry, but ABC kind of totally ruined it with that picture. So I think that's what he's talking about. I, I kind of agree now that you say that because like I look, went back and looked at the photo. Yeah. <laughs> so then there was an interview with Rose Reynolds and they asked her, what do you think Alice ultimately wants? And she had a very long answer <laughs> to say she just wants to be a part of something. Yeah. And... <laughs> We, that's, she had a very long answer. And it's a, it's one of those answers that obviously comes from an actor who's really thought about this. But I've been kind of thinking about this with people at the forums and going along with Rumbell Baby. It's this idea that Belle gave birth to a girl and named her Alice because maybe Alice was one of her favorite characters from one of her favorite books. I mean, she did the same thing with Gideon. Yep. And then, Alice grows up hearing all these great stories about Alice in Wonderland. So she decides she's going to run off to Wonderland, except the adventure sucks because she seems to be a little resentful of Wonderland. Right. Because um, she didn't, if you remember, Alice of what in Wonderland and other places. And other places. And that's kind of credit to Fee, who's kind of really fleshed out this theory over at the forums and did a great job with it. And that's why she is really snippy with Henry in saying that he shouldn't be meddling in stories that aren't his own. Because she went and she meddled in a story that isn't her own. So she's not really Alice from Wonderland, which, again, is why she's so snippy about it. She's Alice from Storybrooke who got caught up in Wonderland. Yep. Sounds interesting. We had another interview with Mika Cox, and it was asked how close is her storyline to the Princess and the Frog movie that Disney made. And they said um, there's pieces from the movie, such as they takes place in the bayou and that kind of stuff. And her name is Tiana. But they also took pieces from the actual story, mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog. 
Yeah, and there was a another question that came out a little bit later about when would we see Prince Naveen, and the answer was actually they haven't cast him yet. He hasn't shown up, and they're not even sure if he's going to at this point. Oh, I thought he would have been a shoe in. Yeah, we we had heard that um, the villain from Disney's The Princess and the Frog. Dr. Facilier. Yeah, that he would be coming at some point, though we still haven't seen him on set or heard any news about him. But I don't know that we're actually going to get Naveen. Hmm. Maybe she's a woman that doesn't need a prince. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, Adelaide Kane mm-hmm. did give had a question about what kind of dynamic does Ivy have with characters like Ronnie Rogers and Gold? Um, and Adelaide did say that she comes in contact with a lot of these characters because she does Victoria's dirty work, like running errands. She has a, a rivalry with Jacinda, which makes sense given that there's Cinderella and Drizella. Yeah. Just need Anastasia. Yep. But she kind of like envies Jacinda because she's free in a way. Right. She's sort of free from... Uh, Victoria. There's obviously a very bizarre family dynamic going on here. Yes. And Gabrielle Anwar had an interview too, and they said, tell us about Lady Tremaine as a character. What is she driven by? And even though she does say that, yes, there's been many incarnations of this character before, she's playing it as she's becoming an older woman and how people don't really like that. Yeah. Like becoming older and that she's used to being a trophy wife. And that's what she's building it on. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, You know, I suspect at some point we're going to have to meet Cinderella's father and we're going to have to suss out that relationship between Tremaine and Cinderella's father. Are we? Because in a lot of the different incarnations of the Cinderella story, he has passed away when she, like right after, like Lady, he and Lady Tremaine get married. Right. If she's obsessed with the idea of being a trophy wife and sort of this whole... No, like the trophy wife being like young and pretty and she doesn't right. want to get older. Right. So, but I, I I sort of feel like maybe we need to see a little bit of her with Cinderella's father just to set that up. Or else it's going to be a lot of exposition of her saying, you know, I'm getting older. I don't want to. I want yeah. to be young and pretty. I don't know. Either that or she's going to have to get her flirt on with... um. Some Rumpel. young guys. Oh, God, with Rumple. It'll be with Rumple. Great. <laughs> like I said, everyone's with Rumple. And then there was final, the final interview we had was with Diana Ramirez. And she was asked, what's the dynamic like between her or Jacinda and Sabine in Hyperion Heights? And she says that they're real friends, like real friends. Um, I think they're kind of being compared to Snow White and Little Red Riding Hood back in season one. That kind yeah. of friendship. Uh, yeah, but it says that they're real friends. They're real friends. Yes. <laughs> and then she wanted to know, can you tease the dynamic between Henry and Cinderella? And Cinderella is a little edgy and a little rough on the edges, but it's a different dynamic. It's almost like bickering, she said. Oh, yeah. I can see that between them. Yeah. But it's love. Mm-hmm. She says, I think we're going to take a really beautiful journey together. I light a fire within him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we did get one more episode title. We're yes, getting did. ever closer to the winter finale here. But before that, we do have episode 709, One Little Tear, written by Christopher Hollier and Adam Karp. And there's a lot of speculation that this might be the Rapunzel episode, given that 
the end of the movie and uh, Rapunzel's, you know, one tear. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because that's what heals Eugene Fitzherbert. Yes. Yeah, so that's all we have for you guys this week. Not a lot, but a lot of interviews. Yeah. So I'm Hunter. You can follow me on Twitter at Traveling Pixie. I'm Jacqueline. You can follow me on Twitter at punk underscore bunny underscore 87. Until next time, oncers.